BU College, how are we feeling tonight? Love to hear it. Can we give it up for our worship team really quickly? We really are so blessed to have them with us every week. And I want to take a moment right now to honor your pastor, Pastor Joey. He's a great friend of mine, great mentor of mine. Yeah, let's give it up for Pastor Joey as well. Um, you guys really are so blessed to be able to attend a ministry like this with such an incredible worship team, such a phenomenal leader and pastor and Pastor Joey. And I also want to take a second to thank you guys for the community and the atmosphere that you bring every Thursday night. I know CU College has made a huge difference on all of our lives, including mine. And so I'm really grateful for that. Um, jumping right in though, today we're talking about understanding. Initially, I was going to talk on trust, but I feel understanding is kind of what a lot of us are seeking, especially, you know, just graduating high school, just graduating college. Some of us are getting married. Some of us are having kids. It's a crazy time in a lot of our lives. And so I don't know about y'all, but a lot of my prayer right now is looking, asking God for understanding, asking God for guidance, asking God for discernment. And so I thought today would be great to preach on understanding. And fair warning, you're going to hear the word understanding a lot in this message. So understand, you're going to understand to hear the word understand a lot. Okay. Um, but I think that the first thing we need to understand is that you might not always understand. You see, if we lived in a world where we understood God constantly, if he's all knowing, if we understood his every plan, his every desire for the plans he has in our life, we wouldn't really need God now, would we? So again, we have to understand, we may not always understand. In a world where we're fully understanding, in a world where we are all knowing, and we always know what's coming next, and we're always understanding what's coming next, we don't need God. In a world without God is a world without hope, is a world without miracles. A world with full understanding in our lives is a world only of facts and not of faith. So if we're in a world of only facts, that means factually, logically, this is going to happen no matter what. If you're headed down a bad direction, if something is going badly, there's no hope in that. There's no miracle in that, right? So I, I think we really need to evaluate what we're praying for. We're praying for understanding. Whenever I was a little kid, about like five, six years old, the best place to be, I know we say best place to be is CU College, but back then it wasn't CU College. It was Toys R Us, Okay. Rip Toys R Us, gone, gone too soon. Everyone knows, like, if you were born, like, anywhere from, like, 1997 to, like, 2005, six ish Toys R Us was the spot. Like, that's, everyone in here knows Toys R Us was fire. So I would go to Toys R Us all the time with my parents. Well, not all the time. They, they didn't give me any toys, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, we go to Toys R Us, and me and my brother were, like, obsessed with Legos. That's why we had this giant Lego bin. This is, like, from years ago, like, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, it's from years ago, not today, but <laughs> no, but no, we, we used to always play with Legos. And so we'd go to Toys R Us and the first thing we'd run to is the Lego Star Wars section. We were obsessed with Lego Star Wars. We, we'd run over there and every single time we would like honor the Holy Grail of Lego Star Wars, which is the Death Star. And so we would always look at the Death Star and like, please, like we'd run to our parents, please, 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 could we get the Death Star? Could we get the Star? No, annoying little kids. Could we get the Star? Could we get the Death Star? Could we get the Star? No, no, no. We never got the Death Star. They'd be like, okay, go get a little $5, $20 set, whatever you want. And so we'd go grab our little set and we'd just pretty much choose the box, whichever had like the coolest character. We didn't even care about the pieces actually. And we'd go get the set and we'd go home. And what we would do is we would go, we'd buy the set from Toys R Us, we'd go home, we'd build it. We'd follow the instructions, everything, blah, blah, blah. And you know, little kids, we can't keep like 
contact, like our attention span for more than like three days. And so we're like, okay, this is cool. I don't like it anymore. And so we would literally just like stomp it, kick it, do whatever. We would destroy it essentially. We'd break it down. And what we do is we get all the pieces and we throw them in this giant bin. This is like one of like five. This is like the only one we kept, but we had so many Legos back then. And we'd break down the pieces of what we got and we'd throw it in a bin. And the next time we went to the Toys R Us a couple months later, we'd go get another set. We'd build it according to the instructions. We'd go home. Three days later, we'd break it down again and we'd throw it in the box with all these. And then what we would do is we'd go grab all these random pieces from all these random Lego sets over the months and years, and we'd get this random piece from this set, and we'd go get this random piece from this set. Oh, the, oh okay, these don't even match. Anyways, and so we, we'd put them together and be like, oh my gosh, we're so creative. Look at this. We just, we built something from nothing. And, and we'd get all these random pieces, and, and then in a couple months, another couple months go by and we go and buy another set. We do the same thing. We build it according to the instructions and then we get bored of it and then we break it down and we throw it in the box again and then we get sets from three pieces and build them into something else. I think a lot of you guys can tell where I'm going with this. You're trying to build your life according to the instructions. It comes with instructions. It comes with supposed to's. And when we're talking about understanding, we're like, okay, okay, but these supposed to's, we're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be fulfilled. We're supposed to be fully built up in this. I have all the pieces here. I'm putting it together, but I'm not satisfied with it because I'm boxed in. I'm boxed into what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm boxed into to what they think I should do. But when it comes to understanding, we have it all wrong. You see, in the story, what I'm trying to get across to you is that we're not supposed to be building our own lives See, in the story, we're not building, we're being built. That's my first point here. I need you guys to write that down because it's so important that you understand this right now. You are never meant to build, you are meant to be built. You're not building your own life here. God's building your life. And so what he does is he comes and he gets you and he said, no, 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 I'm God. I'm not, I'm not defined by supposed I'm not defined by instructions. I do what I want. I can get you. I can build you into this. I can build you into that. I can do what I want, when I want, because I'm all powerful. I'm all knowing. I'm God. I can do whatever I want. I'm not boxed in by what you're limited to. Does that make sense? And so what he does is he comes and gets you, and he builds you up, and he builds you into something, and this is, when, this is the part of the story that we really, really don't like. What happens is he builds us up, and then once he's done needing us for that moment that he needed us. He did need us in that moment. And we're asking God, okay, well, I thought this was you. Why didn't it work out? How many times have you asked that in your life? No, I thought this relationship was you. I thought this job was you. I thought this school was you. I thought this team was you. And and what happens is what he does is is he needs you for that one moment, just to have that one conversation to go to that, that one lesson for you're supposed to be later. And he breaks you down. Just like with the Legos, I I got it. I built it into what I needed it to be in that moment and I broke it down. And so what happens is we, we, I don't even know this is in here. This is kind of cool. Anyways, so we we get these Legos and we build something. And what we do is after a while, we we pick them up. There's things in here that aren't even Legos and we drop them. And and, and what I'm seeing right here, I'm saying, God, God, no, no, no. You you just built me up into this. Why, why, Why is it broken now? And from our, from our eyes, what we're seeing right now is we're seeing a mess. We're seeing shambles. We're saying, oh, no, no, you just built this up. You put me in this situation just to destroy it. Why would you do that? But he's not looking at a mess. He's not looking at destruction. He didn't break you down to keep you broken. He broke you down to build you back up. He needed you there 
You went wrong when you thought, okay, God needed me there. Everything happens for a reason, right? He needed you there in that moment. He needed you to learn that lesson from that one person. It could have been three years. You could have learned one lesson that would set up your life. He needed you in that role for a second. And here's, here's what we're not understanding, right? We're seeking understanding when we're in shambles. Whenever he's looking at, whenever we're looking at a mess, he's looking at potential. And here's the thing about potential. You can only see potential if you choose to see it. How many people in here have really wanted something in their life and only they were able to see the potential in it? You talk to your friends about it. You talk to your family about it. You talk to your peers about it. People you look up to about it. A lot of times, only, you're, only you are going to be able to see the potential. A lot of times, only God sees the potential in it. You say, God, there's no way you can use me. There's no way you can use this situation. There's no way you can use this ministry. There's no way you can do this. But God sees the potential in that. What we see is we see shambles. We see brokenness. We say, God, 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 I, I'm nothing right now. I'm shattered. I'm everywhere. I don't know what to do with my life right now. But he's not looking at that. He's looking at the potential inside of that. He broke it down so he can build it back up. And so what I'm talking about today is God's promise. God's promise and understanding. Most of the time, we're not going to understand God's promise, if we're being honest. And here's the thing about it. God starts with a promise, and he ends with a promise. So if God made you a promise, I want to encourage you with this today. He will see that through. But here's the thing. Point two. Promise is a process. Promise is a process. It's not instantaneous. Do you know how many people in the Bible were promised something and it didn't come until decades later? Decades later? It's like, my God, I want this relationship in my life. I want this job in my life. I want all of these things in my life. You promised me that this was going to happen. Why hasn't it happened yet? Wait 27 years and see if it happens. But we don't have that kind of patience. We think that promises are instant when in reality promises are a process. Promises are a process. And we like to think a lot of time, Everyone says, God's plan for my life. God, I know you have a plan for my life. And almost every scripture I'm looking about, talking about plans and paths and routes and all these things God has for our life, every time, almost every single time, there's an S at the end. Plans. Because you're not going to have one plan you're sticking to your entire life. He breaks it down. He rebuilds it. He breaks it down. He rebuilds it. He breaks it down. He rebuilds it. And the crazy thing is when we're seeking understanding, we, might, we may never know how many times we're going to get broken down from something that we, he thought, that we thought he wanted us in long term. And here's the thing about God's plan is it's, ever, it's shifting so often. His plans are shifting so often. Again, it's not God's plan for our life. It's God's plan. We're just part of it. Again, we're not building. We're being built. It's one plan, and that's God's, and we just happen to be a part of it. So why do we feel so entitled to think that we're building our own life? And God, I can't believe you wouldn't let me get the Death Star. I can't believe you wouldn't let me do this. You know, I, it's just crazy to me how many, how many people think that the world is revolving around their own plan. Man, I really should have highlighted some stuff in here because I have no idea where I am right now. But listen, okay. God's promise is a process. And, and I know as church people, we love things that start with the same letter, right? You're like, Oh my gosh, promise is a process. They both start with P's. Wow, phenomenal. I think CCISD has failed us. I'm not going to lie to you. We're a lot less bright than we think we are. And we love things that start with the same letter. And so promise is a process. Don't worry, I made them all P's for you so you can remember it easier. There's five P's. 
It's the worst letter to choose. Anyways, <laughs> there's five Ps. Promise is a process. Again, two of the Ps are pretty easy because they're both promise. It starts with promise and it ends with promise. And then you get into the potential, what I just talked about. And this is the part where people start to take notices is in your progress. We're on progress now. We go from promise to potential to progress. Because people don't see potential. Remember, they see progress. And here's the thing is whenever God's rebuilding you, he's rebuilding your life. It's not instantaneous. And I know that this is a message that not all of us want to hear because we want to go from janitor to CEO in one day promise is a process. So we're in the progress stage now. And and I don't know about you guys, but I can't go get Legos and just do this. And now it's uh, the Death Star. I can't do that. How you do it is you rebuild it piece by piece. And that's when the progress starts to come in piece by piece. God starts rebuilding your life by piece by piece, by piece, by piece. And he starts progressing it in that way. And then there's another part of this that that we really don't like either, and that's problems. Problems are everywhere. I don't know about you guys, but problems seem to come up in my life like 24-7. If something should go right, don't worry. Something will come out of nowhere to make it go terribly wrong. Like every time. Like, okay, I'm on step nine. Okay, yeah, step one again. Like that's, that's just how life is. Problems always come. And you don't know how far these problems are going to set you back. You don't know how destructive these problems are going to be. And you run into problems like some pieces may not fit together the way you thought. It's going to take you a lot longer than you thought. Problems start to come into play. And, and no one likes to hear that problems are part of God's promise. We wouldn't know the goodness of God without the problems and, and the things that he gives us to overcome so we can learn and so we can grow into what he needs us to be then problems come into play. And, and, and what I'm trying to tell you today is that a lot of time adjusting trumps understanding. I promise you, adjusting trumps understanding. If I tried to understand everything that's happened in my life, I would be like in a back room with a tutor for 92 hours. I, I don't know where I was going with that, but I wouldn't be able to understand it, okay? I wouldn't be able to understand. Adjusting is so much more important than understanding. You need to be able to adjust and submit. What I want to talk to you is, is this scripture here. I love the scripture. It's talking about Proverbs 3, 6. It's just this one scripture. It says, in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. So I think we need to stop praying for understanding all the time and just start submitting and obeying even whenever there's shambles around us, even whenever our loved ones are on a deathbed, even whenever we just got broken up with, even when we just got fired, even when we just didn't get into that school or that team that we wanted to, even whenever your friend stabbed you in the back, even when all these things are are happening terribly, are you still going to obey in the broken part? Or are you just going to want to, oh, come in here on, on Thursday nights and sing hallelujah, everything's going great, and then something bad happens and, oh, I don't like you college anymore. I don't like it. It just didn't do a lot for me. You know, God promised that I was going to be with Elizabeth and I'm not with her yet. So, you know, like, like let's really evaluate what you're asking here for. You're asking for understanding. You're not going to understand the ways of Jesus Christ, of God, the almighty father, the prince of peace. You're not going to understand that all the time. But what you need to do is you need to obey in the brokenness. Because again, you're not going to stay broken. God doesn't break you down to keep you broken. He's, bu- he's building you up again. And what we need to do is we need to obey. We need to submit. We need to do things that are hard. 
That is what is going to get us where we want to be in life. We need to start adjusting, not start seeking understanding. And again, there's nothing wrong with playing for discernment. I said, you're not always going to understand. That doesn't mean you're never going to understand. Ask God for clarity. Ask God for discernment. But you may not always get it until when you don't need it. You may understand five years later, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky I was not in that situation anymore. Three years later, oh my gosh, I was so heartbroken, but I am so happy I'm not there anymore. I wish I could go back and turn that back, but I'm so happy I didn't. I'm so happy I didn't hesitate in that moment. I'm so happy I did turn away when it was so, so easy to turn around in that moment, right? You may not understand until God is ready for you to understand. And right now, you may feel like your life is kind of in shambles right now. You may feel like, you know what? I don't know much about this Jesus guy. I don't know much about church. I don't know much about this, about that. All I know is right now, everything around me is kind of terrible. My life is in shambles. My life is broken. And right now, it doesn't look like it's getting built up much. I want to tell you something. We do a lot of cool things here at CU College, right? We have lights. We have worship. We have excellent communicators. We have community. We have food trucks. We have basketball. We have volleyball. We do all of these things, but we do all of that for these next two minutes I'm about to share with you. So please pay attention. I promise you this is more important than any problems you think you have going on in your life right now. I promise you this is for the couple people in the room that really need to hear this. There's a bigger problem. And, and, and you're trying to live your life by the instructions. You're working a nine to five. You're going to school. You're in debt. You have all these issues going on. This person did you wrong when you thought they weren't going to. I promise you there's more to life than that. And there's someone that can pick you up in your brokenness, pick up your pieces, because we know that you can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. No one in here can do it alone. You can ask anyone in this room what God has done in their life. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. There's someone who can build you back up, but you gotta let him in. You gotta understand this, okay? There's only one way to get to heaven. I don't like to sugarcoat things much, okay? But this is just the, the reality of it. There's one way to get to heaven. You gotta say this one prayer, okay? And, and if you're trying to figure out how to live your life, if you're trying to find purpose in your life, if you're tired of being boxed in by supposed to's, by, by instructions, by all of these things, you really need to pay attention to this right now. All you have to do is say this prayer after me. Can we all please, 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 Pray this together as a church because someone in here needs to feel like they're doing it along somebody. Everybody can go ahead, bow your heads, close your eyes with me right now. I can say this. Dear Jesus, I believe you died on the cross and rose again three days later, proving that you are God. I ask you to come into my heart, save me from within. I make you my Lord and my savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. It's your name I pray. Amen.